Just we don't talk about scripted television on this show. I talk about what I want. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Michelle. And I'm DJ. And this is Roses and Rejections, the podcast on the Pop Break Network where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. Woo! Except for today. <laughs> and last episode, and the previous one, and the previous one. Yes. But not next one. Not next one. Next one's gonna be all Bachelor because next week is the first episode of the new season of The Bachelor. Oh man. But that's what we're talking about today. No. Today, uh, we're starting off with The Circle. Yep. And then we're going to touch on Pressure Cooker. Yes. And then RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And Emily in Paris. That's not a reality TV show. It's trash. That's scripted television, Michelle. Shh, we don't talk about scripted television on this show. I talk about what I want. <laughs> no, and we're, we're only going to touch upon Emily in Paris just because I caught up with it and I was like, oh my God. Um, so let's, but let's start off with the circle. Okay. This was my favorite season of The Circle. My goodness. It was. Crazy. Hands down. Crazy. And I thought about it because I really enjoyed the first season, but I think one of the reasons I really enjoyed the first season as much as I did was because of the newness of it all. Yeah. I think that if that season came out, like, now, I I don't think I would get as much enjoyment out of it, you know? Okay. All right. That's fair. Like, Joey and Sam and Shubham in that season. Shubham 1.0, yeah. And um, Chris... Great yeah. characters. Love them all. All great yeah. people, good energy and stuff. But this season just very similarly had a lot of good energy people, a lot of like, I think it had just the right amount of like drama and chicanery versus the right amount of like wholesomeness. And I just really enjoyed it. So wow. it was my, this, I'm like claiming it. This season was my favorite season. All right. Um, I still think one is the best for me. This one was really good. Not my favorite, but it, it, it was good. Um, definitely enjoyable. Second favorite? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> it is hard to also make these claims not having watched the other seasons for Yeah, like I remember years. really liking four. Two worst, then three. Two was, no, I thought three was worse because two had Chloe in it, which was redeeming. Yeah, it was still a bad season. But three was really bad. Three was the worst. Mine's probably least to best. Three, two, four, five, one. That's probably my least to best. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. So let's talk about this one. Now remind me, where did we stop talking about it? Uh, episode eight. So we Which had was... the, the last batch of four and then the um, uh, the finale. So I think the where we left off was right before the hacker stuff with Jennifer. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, the shoe bomb elimination had happened. Yeah. Um, full spoilers, by the way, for the circle. Right, yeah, so. right. So, obviously, we're going to be spoiling the circle yeah. within the segment. So, if you plan on watching the circle and watching, we will be discussing who wins. Yeah. So, if you plan on watching it, stop listening to us now. Go watch it and then come back and finish listening to us. Um, okay. So, the last... I don't, I don't want to, like, get too into details from the last four yeah, episodes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I will say that Oliver ended up getting eliminated. Yeah. Uh, which, and Tom was eliminated within those Yeah, can we talk four? about the Tom elimination? Because that yeah. one was, like, pretty savage. So, yeah. I was so confident that, like, going into the final five, it was going to definitely be Sam, Raven, um, Chaz. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Tom. And then I thought Jennifer Tom. Yep. I was like... Oliver and Tamira, like the two new ones, I'm like, they'll be out of here. Yeah. So 
interesting thing what happened. So there was this whole hacker nonsense. I don't know how much you want to go into it. I, you know, it, it was, was another. They've done this something similar like this in the past, but the way that they had this one work was that the hacker, which ended up being Jennifer, could take over one of the accounts to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. And it's, like, all very silly stuff. Yeah. It's, I, I wish, like, if people were given this power, they would, like, not use it or do something, like, so innocuous. Yeah. Like, hey, love your hair braids or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Something stupid. Yeah. Um, just to not get in fire. Because it always backfires. It's always, right. always, always backfires. Right. The Joker right. thing from season two or three was dumb and backfired on that, that guy that I hate. That was season three. That was bad. Um, and it, it, the double account with the double Michelles, like, that was stupid. Yeah. And I hated that thing. So these things always just, like, backfire. Right. But I, I think that this one only really backfired because I think that um, Jennifer made the wrong decision on who to talk to and yeah. who to impersonate. Because uh, real, real quick is that, uh, just as a reminder, so they, Jennifer had chosen to impersonate Chaz. Yeah. Uh, and talk to Sam. Yeah. Now... Risky business doing this um, because they're too close of a connection. I think that it would have been a smarter decision to to talk to people who aren't as close because there's it's less likely that they'll know that a conversation happened that they weren't a part of. So, so they talked. They used the term "guzband," which is uh, Sam's turn for Chaz that apparently no one else knew about except for Jennifer. And this led to them figuring out that Chaz had been impersonated by the hacker and that it was probably Jennifer, except Chaz didn't believe that it was Jennifer. Yeah, like, Sam picked up on that, but Chaz, like, didn't. Chaz was like, I'm still suspicious of Tamira, which is, like, interesting. Like, Chaz couldn't shake the Jennifer good. Yeah. Uh, Reminder, by the way, Jennifer was the Xanthi-Brett combo. Because they got eliminated and it was Jennifer. Um, Um, But the crazy thing was Sam was like, I think it was Jennifer. And, like, she was, like, really strong on the fact that it was Jennifer. And, like, it was just silly. Like, the whole thing was just, yeah. like... So, okay, so back to the Tom elimination thing. Yeah, so Jennifer was so close with Tom. Yeah. And basically what had happened was during the um, rating, it was, like, going to be whoever got the least amount of votes, whatever, was going to be eliminated. Yep. And Jennifer had personally... Was like, we have to put Tom at the bottom, because we're always at the bottom with Tom. So if we put him at the bottom, he'll definitely be eliminated. Yeah. It was Brett's idea, it was super savage, and it fucking worked. Yeah, it worked, because... Um, Tom must have been, I assume, middle or low based on everyone else. But Jennifer was probably, like, one of the lowest. And the thing is that Tom rated Jennifer first, which probably bumped her up enough that when she voted him last, he got sent home. And I felt bad. I felt like Tom deserved to be a finalist. But also, Jennifer played the game correctly. I will say, I feel like this part of the game is, like interesting to watch it is but i'm glad that it's not so everyone doing this all the time because if you remember from season three this was all that they talked about i if i rate this person high then they're gonna get whatever and if i rate this person low then they won't be an influencer and it wasn't fun to watch so this what i liked about this is that a lot of people were rating wholesomely like how they always wanted to rate and only, like, one or two people were, like, or at least they only showed us one or two people, quote-unquote, playing the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it, was, but it was savage for them to, like, rate Tom the lowest so that they could stay in the game. But it worked. Yeah. So. And it, it's so funny because when Tom got eliminated, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And it's like, well, you all rated him a certain way that, like, yeah. 
you know, it, it, it like Jennifer's plan doesn't work if you all put him at a certain yeah. like middle to low rating. So like. You could only be so shocked. Right, so, right. But yeah, that was that was an interesting way where it's like, oh, and I was legit surprised by that because I feel like this uh, show is often predictable, but yeah. I thought that was a nice curveball that it kept the show interesting um, to, to a point. So I thought that was cool. Right. Um, okay, so, so high-level stuff. Um, Chaz became a super secret influencer, yep. and he got to... Just eliminate someone. You got to eliminate someone. And the interesting, what was interesting about a decision he made was that he could have chosen to eliminate one of the other strongest players, which could have been Sam or Raven, who frequently had gotten um, influencer roles before. And instead, he decided to uh, to out Oliver because I guess he just didn't feel as strong of a connection as he did with the other players, which I thought was a very genuine way to play the game. Uh, And then the... That was, like, the biggest thing until they all met up with each other. Um, And that was... It was fun to watch. Like, it was fun. They had Sam come in first and then Chaz. And that was cute because they were so happy to see each other. And, like... Because they had one of the tightest connections throughout the whole game. So that was very fun to watch. And then they had Jennifer come in. Which was crazy because... Sam immediately recognized them and Chaz didn't immediately put the two and two together that it was yeah. the two people from the beginning. So that was funny to see. Um, and then who came in? Then it was Tamira. Yep. Uh, which was interesting enough, but like, whatever. Yeah, she was the least interesting yeah. of the bunch. Like, she was yeah. so lame. Yeah. And then and then Raven came in, and everyone was like, what's going on? Because it was Raven in Paris. Um, but, and then they had, and what was interesting was they had a few other um, interpreters come in to help Raven with the sign language stuff. Yeah. And Raven reinterpreted this, and I feel like it's important mentioning this, because I don't think we've talked about this on our podcast One of Raven's points that she made was that she wanted to be representative for deaf people, but to not be like a deaf character. She just wanted to be a person who happened to be deaf on the show. Yes. And like, but she didn't want her deafness to like define her. Yes. And honestly, it did not. I, when I was watching, I like, not that I would forget that she was deaf, but I wasn't like, it wasn't the glaring like, oh, she's deaf. She's deaf. Like, it was just kind of like. That is her. She happens to be deaf, but she is just an awesome person who I would ha- I feel like I would have a great time hanging out with. Yeah. Um, which was great. It was really great. Like, a huge step forward for the deaf um, representation on TV. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, so By the way, all the interpreters were hot, which isn't fair. Every single interpreter was hot. Just, we have a homely interpreter. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's like a 6 out of 10. No, they're all like 9s and 10s. Yeah. It's like not fair. And then... Um, Okay, so then they did the the finale where they brought everyone out. They introduced all the previous people, which was fine. Um, no real standout-ish things doing nah. that. Um, oh, except, uh, like, Tom fanboyed when he saw Shuby. So did Yeah, Br- there were a couple Brittany. people. Like, when they saw Shuby, they were like, oh, that my God. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, it, it, it really is, like, I think with the show, like... All of that stuff that happens is, like, interesting to a point. Mm. But it's like seeing this show five times now. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I wish they could just find a way to spice yeah. up this stupid show. Also. I know you say it every season. 
it's it's true. Yeah, they still watch. Like it's dumb. They don't need to change anything, and they won't. But I would like them to. This like circle was supposed to be like circle singles. Like oh, they're all single, and like it didn't, it didn't matter at all. No. Like I I really do like want like I don't know circle. You know I don't know like all f boys like all Marvins just like a bunch <laughs> of Marvins right or like. <laughs> Like like make it like TLC like lowest common denominator my two thousand pound circle life and it's just like all the most overweight people right what's that one show like thousand pound sisters like all those like ridiculous yeah, shows on TLC, TLC. Yeah. all those exploity ones like do that like just do go crazy with it but they won't and it's like fine yeah. I don't know. yeah circle they're all catfish I don't know just, <laughs> every single person there's one is guy a there's one guy who's like a genuine guy um, actually it would be fun if like. Like, okay, they, this would be so convoluted, but you know how, like, um, the, um, when they're catfish, they're, like, their pictures are, like, actual people. Yes. And, like, when it's them coming in, it's, like, someone they know, or you imagine for, like, the show-generated ones, they're just, like, producers or whatever, right? Like, Jennifer is, like, that picture of some producer. It would be interesting if it's, it's, it's all catfish, but, um, during, like, the, like eliminations in the videos, it would be funny if they got like the actual person who that was to say the goodbye video. Mm-hmm. So then that they thought it was a real person when it was actually a catfish. Why? So, because if you, I think you made this point like privately, if it were circled the catfish season, people would catch on when it was just catfish after catfish after catfish was being yeah. eliminated. You'd have to throw like one off the trail, yeah. like oh no, it was real, and like like something like that. You know, mm. make it make it spicy, but it's it's so it's. I think the circle is a salsa everyone could enjoy. <laughs> I think that I want to say that I think that they're getting there. They're like it's they're learning. Um, and I just want to talk about the finale first before I talk about like my overall notes for the sure. show. Um, okay, so real the finale thing. Um, it came down to Raven, Chaz, and Sam. Yep. And I remember saying to myself. I would be happy if any of these people won. Yeah. Like, I would be genuinely happy if any of these people won. Because they're all genuinely good people who I feel like were voting, like, based on who they felt the best connections with, not, like, game gamifying it. Um, Raven got eliminated, so it was just Chaz and Sam. And I remember thinking, I wonder if it's Chaz... But also, it could be Sam. Everyone could have voted Sam middle enough and Chaz low enough that Sam could have been the one who got bumped up. And then Sam won. Yeah. And she started crying. And I remember I was very shocked. But I was happy. You were very I mean, emotional. I was, I was emotional because Sam started crying. And I remembered her when the video of her mom and her grandma. Yeah. And then she started saying how she just wants her mom and her grandma have spent so much to take care of her and she just wants to take care of them. And like, I think she wants to move them into a different place because she like, said her grandma lives in the projects. Yeah. Her grandma, and she like can't walk upstairs. So when the elevator's down, she's just like stuck. sitting outside. Yeah. yeah. And, and she was like crying and I started crying cause it was just so beautiful. And I was like, I don't know that anyone has been more, like, deserving of this money. Like, I genuinely feel like Sam's going to put it to towards her family. So, like, she played so real the entire time. Um, yeah, just, I was very happy for her. And, like, it just felt like 
felt good. And, like, I was so, like, jacked up by the end. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just so good. Like, she deserved it. She's so, she's fun. She's funny. She's a real person. She, she's, I hope that she really treats her mom and her grandparents. And, like, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with everything you said. But. Well, I, I was going to do the, um, you know, the shut up and sit down where they like, yeah, this is a really good game. But. but. Go ahead. What's your butt? Um, I, yeah. I agree with everything you said. I think this game, in the circle, um, has very little intrigue when it comes down to the end. It's like, let, let's say like this season specifically. Episodes like 1 through 11 or 12 or whatever it is leading up to the finale are like great. And I love it and I love the people and it has the right amount of like villains and Jennifer and like intrigue and Thomas Funny and the games were like mostly good this time around. And I was like, this is all good. That being said, if the stated goal is for, like, the most popular person to win, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not what actually happens, right? Because if it were the most popular person would win, Chaz or Raven would win, right? Because they're the people who were, like, at the top the whole time. Yeah. But if you're at the top the whole time, you can't win the game. Right. Also, if you come in late, you can't win the game. You could only win the game if yeah. you're... And I would love to go back and, like, look... Like, I think Frank won that one season. Um, I, I'd have to, like, go back and look. You're like, Joey, but you have to be... Um, either one of the first to arrive or the um, first new batch. Yeah. You can't be the last batch or the second to last batch, depending on how many batches they do. Remember the one season there were like five batches? Yeah, we're like, whoa, this is way too much. Finale it was like 20 people. We're like, yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. Um, so you have to be in the first or second batch and you can't have been top the whole time. Correct. So you have to have been like middle enough of a person who's there for a while and then you win. Except for Frank. He was top the whole time. Was and he, he top the whole time? Yeah, he was top the whole time. Okay. Except for maybe like once. But you could say the same thing for Chaz, because Chaz wasn't... There was like once that Chaz wasn't... Yeah, top. it's it's super interesting. I, I just feel like inherently we're a show where like you have no age... Like, I understand that y- you don't have a lot of age... That's not true, though. You have agency throughout the show with how you make your alliances and how you do your stuff and how you play. And you can like team together. It's like, we'll stick together. But that can't happen in a winner-take-all system of the prize money. Right? I know. I know we're going to have the conversation again about how the the format is not the best for the circle and how they could do it differently to make it more interesting and it shouldn't just be a vote system from the players. Like we, we literally have this conversation every single season because they haven't improved on it and we will continue to have this conversation until they improve on it. But they but won't. There's they won't. no reason yeah, to. Yeah, so there's no reason to have the conversation again because it's just the well, I don't, okay, it's well, just a so, recurring conversation. Well, a couple things. One, we don't know how many listeners that we have okay. that haven't listened You're to right. previous right. episodes. And, you know, if, if it's something that they continue to not fix and we continue to notice, then, like, why not bring it up, right? And I, I know it's like... I'm complaining, about, I'm complaining about them playing the same notes, and we're playing. I'm playing yes. the same notes, mm-hmm. but we're a you know pop culture podcast that talks about this stuff, right? They're the they're the you know show creators and yeah. runners. They have they have to you know theoretically fix this stuff. It just it would be so much better. And then I would be like, everyone, you need to watch the circle. It's so great. Like yeah. remember when like we were like telling people, and not just on this podcast, people we knew like. If you like food shows, you should watch Next Level Chef. Yes. Because it's truly different, yes. and we really, really enjoyed it, and yes. it's innovative and so much fun. Yes. The Circle is not that show. That's true. And as long as it's like this, it will never be that show. That's true. It will be an okay show 
that does a very safe thing that you're like, oh, if I want to watch something, I'll watch The Circle because I know I'll get some enjoyment, but I know where my ceiling is. Yeah. Or like The Ultimatum, where like, you have to watch The Ultimatum. This is a game changer in reality television. Right. It's just not The Circle. Right. But is... Are we saying this because this was the fifth season of The Circle that we've watched, so it's old to us? Like, if we watched how many seasons of The Ultimatum, at what point would we be like, they need to change it? That's fair. And to The Circle's credit, they have gotten better. Because there was a time where yeah. it was downward trending. Yeah. Season three, if we're calling that, like, the creator. That, it was. That was, like, the lowest Because we almost didn't watch four. And <laughs> we were like, that was our ultimatum. Yeah. We're like, this is it. If, like, you don't write this ship, we're done. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Season four was better. Yeah, and then this, and you're saying it's this is the best. You're this, like, this is the best I've. We have never before binged every episode as soon as it came out. That's a, and this yeah. season we did. It's every, true. The episodes would come out, and we would just we binge them. It's like, true. We watched it's very as, true. As many as we could, as much as possible as we could, because it was so fun to watch. Not, I'm not gonna say it was so gripping or so like we had to see what happened, but it was more like. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable enough that it didn't feel like a chore. And I found myself actually watching as opposed to, like, just playing games or, like, being on my phone while it was on. I think it was 50-50 for me. I think there were some points where conversations would come on and I would go on my Switch or phone and I would be like, okay, I get this part out. I think that's a lot of TV for you, though. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. And that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I just... They they they're getting better, and I think that if they continue trending upward, then we'll see what happens. Maybe they will make a change. I do think my one note for this because I don't think that they're going to change how they do the finale. Anyway I agree soon. with you. But my big note is I do wish that they had one more round of people come in this time. I just feel like they needed just one more round of people. Like instead of just bringing Oliver in, like I wish they brought like two more people in, or like like so, it just felt like. I just felt like there was there was a long time where it was the we were like dealing with the exact same people. Yeah, I don't think they needed more people. I think they needed one more what I'll call classic elimination, Mm -hmm. where it's you vote and top two get to decide. Like I wouldn't have done the keep Sasha or keep Tamira. I would have just brought them both in and then have like a um um like classic elimination. Yeah, I think yeah. it needed more of those. I think I think the gimmicky eliminations work, but they're sometimes too much. My biggest note is like if they're going to do like theme seasons, where this one was circle singles. This was this feels like it was a stretch. But they they, they said it, right? I'm using their yeah, premise, right? So, let me go with that cuz I do agree. Right like, where they said it? It was in the trailer and mm-hmm. i think it was in the like first header it's like this michelle Bateau. this season all of our circle are single yeah it's weird that they like touched upon that note once and then never said it again yeah and also never like it's not like it was the theme of the season like yep. it's not like everything was like a dating thing they did love day but like yeah whatever but i i do think that like I think you could do a themed season, but, like, I want them to try that out and maybe do, like, more interesting premises like that. Like, I'm kind of joking about... all moms. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, no, really. Yeah. Circle dad. Circle yeah. mom. Circle parent. Circle... So, I'm not even joking. Do circle 20-somethings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, they always have to bring in, like, a token, like, you know, however old person. Like, do circle 20-somethings. Yeah, like, why not? Yeah. Do... Do circle influencers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd probably hate it, but, like, 
I want them to try and do more stuff that expands, but like they're so it it's very interesting. First season of the circle was very near the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, the whole joke was like, oh man, what a pandemic friendly show, even though they filmed yeah. it way prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was on, we needed stuff to watch. So basically everyone watched it. And I think with some people it stuck, and I think with some people, like, it left the wayside. Yeah. Like, I'll mention the circle, and I was like, oh yeah, that show. Yeah. That, like, it, it's almost like Tiger King. Like, yeah. I remember that that was a thing. It feels like a different lifetime. And then, I know, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Tiger King season two. It's like, I'm not going to watch Tiger King season two. That sounds stupid. I would watch Tiger King season two. It, it's, you could. It's very bad. Is there a second season? Out? Yeah, it was like a follow-up to all of the stuff that happened. Oh. In, it's bad. It's awful. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I tried watching a couple episodes. It's oh. terrible. Yeah. Mm. you. That was a lightning in a bottle thing. Yeah. That like you literally couldn't replicate. Yeah. The circle you can. Yeah. yeah. The The show wasn't the worst. Joe vs. Carol. That was enjoyable uh, enough. I, I, I know you liked it. Yeah. The internet had a mixed reaction. It was, it was enjoyable enough. I didn't yeah, hate fair. watching it. Like, yeah. you know. Um, anyway. So I, I think that's where the circle resides in this like very just like vanilla zone. And like yeah. that's fine. Like we'll keep watching it. It is a show that like it does need to keep like this level of entertainment for me, or else like I will stop watching it. Yeah. Like I don't feel like a compulsion like to watch like the circle. Like The Bachelor, like The Bachelor could be so bad and we'll go back. Oh. Um it, it, it's yeah. like an abusive relationship. Yeah. But I will say that that's one of the reasons that I, I think that this season was the best. Because it was, like, the first season where we were like, oh, my God, new episodes dropped. We got to watch it. It wasn't, like, a chore. It was like, I want to watch this. Let's watch yeah. it. Um, I think you were more, more excited than I was. I was. Yeah. It was a good... Like, I really I really got a lot out of the show. I loved the people that were on it. I loved, like... I just I just had a good time, like, with it. So, if I'm... So, two, two groups of people... That I'll pause it. So let's say I was a circle watcher and I kind of fell off the bandwagon because I didn't care. Should I come back and watch this season? Yes. Why? Because, so if you fell off after season one or two? At some point, or... at some point I just fell off the bandwagon and I, I never caught up well, and I lost interest. The difference is, fell off being like, if you stopped watching because you just stopped watching or just stopped watching because it, it got bad and you were like, I don't want to watch any more of this. The latter. Okay, I would argue that the the people on this season are very funny. Um, they come across as genuine, and they're not just playing the game to play the game. Like, a lot of people seem to have formed genuine connections with each other, which is entertaining enough to watch. Um, a lot of the people on the show are very funny um, to watch. And to see the interaction... You know what was interesting? The interactions between... The people who had multiple people in the rooms. So, like, between uh, Xanthi and Brett, and between Paris and Raven, like, watching those people interact, like, off of the interactions on the screens were also just... It was fun to watch. It actually... If if you could... So, very much agree. I wonder if you could do a circle season of circle pairs. That'd be fun. Yeah. Everyone but like no is, one knows that everyone's in Paris. Well, then it's full on circle catfish. Oh yeah, then it is just catfish. So it should so, be circle pairs and some catfish. Some you know, yeah. Maybe it's like one person playing two, or yeah. it's like two different people. You know, yeah. and then like because I agree, there, there's something about the people playing off each other because I think is like humans, we want to watch that more than just someone in a room yeah. by themselves. Yeah, like 
I think the premise of the show is interesting, but it's almost like they've accidentally stumbled onto, wait, when you have people playing off each other in this game, it's actually better. Yeah. Because I always had fun watching, like, Raven and Paris talk with each yeah. other. And, like, um, even Brett and Xanthi was interesting. And, like, I'm thinking about last season with, like, the Spice Girls talking to each yeah. other and, like, playing games together. Yeah. I will say it doesn't always work. I think it was season three you had, like, the social media girl oh. and, like, her sister who was the manager. They were terrible. Yeah. Like, but they were awful. To be fair, we, we've said, like, they were just awful they were only on there to get people to watch the show. Like, yeah, I know. Though I, I really don't think that they would have been picked otherwise because they weren't, like, terribly fun to watch. It's on true. Their own. It's super true. Um, anyway, so I just think this was a great season. I highly recommend watching. If you, ha- if you listened to us and haven't watched the show because you were like, I don't plan on watching The Circle... I would say maybe give this season a chance, like, to see if it's worth your while. Because if you don't like this season, it's probably not the show for you. Um, I would also say give it a few episodes in the get-go just to sort of wean into it. And then, you know, see where it goes. I also think you can watch the show kind of knowing the spoilers and just seeing how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think the show hinges on kind of, like, the reveal. Like, this is just me. I never care about the finale. I never care who's going to win. That's why I feel like The Bachelor. <laughs> I know. By the time we I, get to the end, I'm like, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, unless I'm like batshit crazy no, stuff. But happens. it's it's really fun to watch the interactions between the people and the personalities. Like Sam had so many funny one-liners and stuff. And Sam was like, good. Sam grew on me super hard. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Sam was like a fungus. She got in there a little bit, yeah. but then just like spread. Like, and then, yeah. but then, and like Raven would genuinely laugh at things, and it was so like infectious. Like when she Raven has a great laugh. Yeah, when she like would laugh at something. So there's just like watching these like people watching is what you're doing, and it was just it's just good, like good feelings, yeah. good vibes. So yeah, okay. So I think yeah, that's everything that I had to say about the circle. Any last? Circle words. I, I do think it's good. One's still my favorite. Um, and yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, I think people should watch it. Cool. So, uh, I, before we move on to the pressure cooker, I wonder real quick, because this kind of dovetails off of the circle. I wanted to talk about, because we watched about the trailer for Perfect Match. Yes. The Netflix cinematic universe. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to like take two minutes, because then <gasps> that's adjacent to this, and then everything I'm else so kind of spans off. And, okay, all right. So yeah, go, 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 go okay. ahead. Explain what this is. Okay. So So there's a trailer that you can watch for this thing. Yes. And we'll we'll tweet it out. Yeah, well yeah. Because it's so good. I can't believe they did this. And I hope it's not bad. Okay. Okay, So the show's called Perfect Match. The show's called Perfect Match. And what they did was they took people from the circle, the mole, uh oh, um Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. Love is blind. Yep. The ultimatum. The ultimatum twenty somethings. Yep. Selling Tampa. Selling Tampa. Of all, we covered all those shows except, except Selling, Selling Tampa, Tampa, which for those who don't know, um, if you've heard of Selling Sunset, it's very similar. It's like selling real estate in, I mean, Selling Sunset is about selling real estate in a very desirable area of like the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. I don't know how that translates to Tampa, but, but maybe Clearwater, St. Petersburg is like really cool or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So what they do is they're taking people from these shows and basically doing a Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. And I'm 
So Michelle excited. is guys. Michelle is like really excited for this show. So it comes out on Valentine's Day, which oh, very so fitting excited. Netflix. Yeah, so we're doing for Valentine's Day. Yeah, so like we're definitely covering this show. Oh my god, I'm um, so excited. But I think a lot of our favorite people are on it. Yes. Okay, Chloe's on it. Chloe's on it. Uh, from the Circle yep. and from Two Out to Handle. Um, Joey's on it from the Circle yep. season one. Yep. So excited about that. Yeah. Will is on it from yep. the Mole. Yep. Loved him. Bartise is on it from. Oh, Bartise. <laughs> from Love Is Blind. Um. What are some other... There's, like, a lot of people that we recognize that just slipping yeah. my mind right now. But, but like, um, it, it looks like it's going to... I'm very curious about it. Oh, my it. God. I'm so it's, excited. It, it, it is really, like, Netflix was... Well, we have all this IP. I'm so excited. We have... We, we've, like, built out, like, a full, like, stable of characters, right? Oh, my God. I'm right? so excited, DJ. Um, and, and they're utilizing it. I'm so like, excited. I actually have to give props to Netflix on, on this one, because as much as I might deride the idea of, like, oh... A consolidation of intellectual property, and there's no independent this and that. It's it's cool that one company owns all these dating and reality shows to just kind of bring it together. I'm so excited! I can't wait. So yeah, it's uh. <laughs> so I just want to talk about that because it's related to the circle yes, and on yes, Netflix, yes. and the rest of these things um, are not really related. Even though the next show is on Netflix, I don't think anyone from Pressure Cooker is going to be. On. I, I really doubt that. Um. Okay, but we don't know because like. Bachelor in Paradise, they did not release the full list. They only released what I assume is an intro people. We don't know. That's true. Yeah. We don't know. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. They better hold back. Yeah. I really they, hope they're holding back and yeah. that there's going to be more, like, reveals. Yeah, yeah. Leave some for wanting more, A little right? bit of mystery. But, like, I'm very excited. I cannot wait. If it didn't come across. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I can't wait. So, so we'll be covering that in a few weeks. Yes. Um, Valentine's Day, very funny, though. By <laughs> very cheeky by Netflix. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about the pressure cooker next. Yes. Okay. Netflix is the pressure cooker. Okay. So we stumbled on the show. Because it was recommended to DJ. And it, well, and it was in their top 10. Netflix's stupid top 10. Yes, yes. Which, real quick before we get into it, I think this top 10 is malarkey. Because okay. I asked Nando and Tiggs about this. Did you see the show in the Netflix top 10 called The Pressure Cooker? And they're like, this is not in the top 10. And thought, it wasn't mine. So they must be different. But it, I thought that there was like a... Are you sure it wasn't just recommended for you? I 100%. Okay. Because I wasn't sure what to watch. And I was scrolling through the top 10 and I saw it. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? Because that's how I found it. Do they it. do like top 10 for you? I thought it was universal, but maybe maybe that's my mistake. Maybe yeah. it is a personalized top 10. Because we watch cooking shows and we've watched cooking shows on Netflix. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're like, oh, you like reality and cooking shows. Maybe. So here's the, if you haven't, okay. Again, spoilers. Full spoilers. We watched it all. It's we all out. All we it. watched it. Yeah. yeah. So if you have not watched it and you plan on watching it and you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. <laughs> if you have not planned on watching it and are interested in watching it and don't care about spoilers, continue listening. We'll try um, and keep it spoiler free at the beginning to give the premise and then yeah, maybe yeah. we'll give a like spoiler yeah. warning. Yeah, that's so a good we'll, idea. We'll try that's and keep idea. it spoiler free okay. for a little bit. Right. So the premise of the show is that they get... I forget how many cooks. 12? 12? Say Let's say 12. 12. They get 12 cooks, um, whether it's like personal chefs or like people who work in Executive kitchens. chefs. Executive chefs. Yeah. But I mean like people who work like in kitchens with other chefs versus, and like who run a line of cooks yeah. versus like people who are individual personal chefs versus like... Yeah, typically it was the executive chefs they had yeah. that were in the restaurants. And they have them all live together... Big Brother style. Big Brother style. And cook for each other and then vote people off. 
Yeah, it's so it's very interesting. So the, first of all, this is um, Netflix's cheapest show, which is very interesting. Yes. I say that because there's no host. Nope. The host is a stupid ticket printing machine, which they're like, if you're, <laughs> they make it sound like they're in Nam. If you're a chef, you know the sound of a ticket printing machine yeah. from a mile away. I stare awake at night in my bed with my eyes wide open, just hearing the tick, tick, tick of a ticket printing machine. Oh, I had to Brother. Say it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I had to say it like Whatever. <laughs> um... So yeah, this there's a ticket printing machine, and, and that's it, all their prompts. It would go um, ticket printing. Now, DJ and I are big fans of Rick and Morty. This is like a really inside joke, by the way. It's this is like inside really joke. inside baseball. Okay. So um, yeah, it, and it's a Rick and Morty joke. So if you don't know the show, it's fine. Um, <laughs> there's an episode where they're on a train, and there's a ticket collector, and. When he comes on, he goes, tickets, please. And every time the machine went, tickets, printing, we would go, tickets, please, because it sounded the same. That's just a fun little inside thing that we would do. If you're part of the Venn diagram of Rick and Morty and the pressure cooker like we are, (laughs) this is gold. Otherwise, sorry. There's literally dozens of us. Dozens. That's about right. Um... So the ticket printing machine has all the prompts. So it's yes. like, today you'll be cooking in pairs. Yeah. Grab a colored apron and cook in pairs, whatever. Uh, today you'll be cooking for your families and whatever. Uh, and then, you know, people would like um, uh, rate the dishes and it would be like a whole thing. But what was interesting is the elimination process rarely came down to like, because if you're used to watching like Chopped, it was like, your dish was the worst. You're Chopped. Go away. Yeah. This would be like if in Chopped it was like, well, your dish was the worst, but I kind of like you. Or I want to keep you around because you're weak. Yeah. Hey, other guy, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot more of a social aspect to this game that influenced who stayed and who left. Which is interesting to a point. Yeah. Which I'll get into in the spoiler part. Which I think we can get into. I think that we... Explains the premise. Yeah, of the show so just enough. as like a general like criticism, and then I'll be like, I'll leave it to you guys to you know decide what you want to do from here. Like, if you're gonna have an execution show based on skill, and the skill plays no part into it, it's like that's bad. Or the skill only plays it's like the negative parts of it. It's like, yeah. well, you're bad at it, so you get to keep doing it. Um, it's odd. Um, so like. I do think the social aspect of it, is, of it is interesting, but I think it um, collides with the skills part of the show. To which I will now say, spoiler alert! Yeah, I I struggled with the show a little because I found myself wanting more cooking and wanting more judgment of the food that was like... Like, fair... Yeah. You know, like because it was not fair judgment of the food. There would be people who would vote people out because they thought that they were strong competitors or they voted them out because they weren't part of the alliance. Uh, like it, it just I don't know. It, this show very much so sort of sat weirdly with me. I think because this show is not a cooking competition. Yeah. And they build it as like this isn't your traditional cooking competition. No, no, no. This show is in no way a cooking competition. This show is Big Brother, where every skills challenge is just cooking. Yeah. And then however it plays out is how it plays out. Yeah. Kind of regardless of the cooking. The cooking's there on the side. There was... 
Sorry, go ahead. I like. I think the cooking's there on the side to be a little bit of food pornography. Excuse the term for those who don't know it. So a, a little bit of like, you know, oh, let's look at the food. A little bit of like, oh, let's like talk about the food. And like, oh, I like the way he's like sauteing his fish or whatever. But like that is, in my opinion, a portion of the show. The show is mostly, hey, these people are all in the same profession and they live together. Let's see how they clash. Yeah. Now, there was one or two where, like, the person who did the best got to, like, the person who did the best, sometimes the person who did the best got to choose who, like, left or, like, what happened. I don't know. It was strange. It it was it was really, I think you're right. <sighs> The food quality itself played almost very little into the whole show, which is like if you're a fan of watching food competitions like we are, it, that could be frustrating. Yeah, and the problem is because this show wasn't actually about the food competition, it doesn't know what to make interesting. Yeah. Because, like, for us, the most interesting part of the show was where they had a bunch of professional food critics from yes. various websites and, ma- and like, newspapers and magazines. It's like, reputable ones, right? Like, yeah. literally, like, the New York Times, yeah, the LA New Times, Times yeah. um, a food magazine, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, th- these aren't just, like, you yeah. know, bobsculinarycuisine.com, yeah. right? Like, I think there was, like, one or two of them. Yeah, but like enough legit ones where it's like, okay, this is real. Yeah. And they're talking about the food in the ways where it's like, oh, wow, how fascinating. Yeah. How will this play out? And it doesn't fucking matter at all. We don't even get to see how the chefs react to reading the critiques. So let's, so let, this will be pretty spoilery. So I've already given the alert, so. Right. So in this, the episode where the, um, the critiques are in. It's like the second to last episode. It's and very much It was honestly end. one of my favorite challenges. They had to do a same. monochromatic challenge, which meant all of the food had to be the same color. And so each chef picks a color and all of their food has to be that color. And they have to make, um, like, was it, oh, an, 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 an amuse-bouche and an entree. Yeah. Now, the... I was like, this is fascinating to me. Like, the, the idea of doing a monochromatic food, that idea alone, I love that. And then having these, these chefs and critiques come in and judge it, I was like, this is great. So every time someone brought a dish, so the first one was, oh my God, what's his name? Starts with an R. Uh, whatever. It, it, does, it yeah. doesn't matter. Guy did orange. He did fine. Yeah. Um, and one, the woman who was left... She had a purple dish. Renee. Renee. Yeah. Hers was awful. She bombed. She, she like bombed. bombed out. Like yeah. she she should have been thrown from the kitchen. Yeah. And like, it has been like, you're never allowed what, to cook again. What she what she and I feel like it's worth describing. What she attempted to do was sous vide a fish that was filled with beets because her color was purple. And the sous vide machine was not on, which meant that the fish did not cook. So imagine having a gelatinous uncooked fish filled with liquidy beets it looked atrocious when she put it on the plate like it just looked very bad and they were ripping her a new one a dude called it slop yeah yeah so it was like oh there's slop on my plate yeah one of these top critics called her food slop and dj and i were eating this up it was so like we were like this is what we want to see like this is what we love watching like food shows for and it was like very entertaining and then all they did was reveal who won the challenge, and they we didn't get to see the, anyone else read their critiques. Yep. We didn't get to see, hear anything else, and that was it. And I was so upset. I wanted to see them read their critiques, because 
Whenever anyone judged food, they got to write down, like, the critiques of the food in a book. And then that book got left out for people to read into. And we didn't get to see that part. And I was like, I can't believe you are taking this away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's – it's this show sat in an impossible realm where it's like they, – they wanted a cooking show, but it's like, what if the cooking didn't matter? And it's like, that's stupid. Like, that's just like a stupid premise. Yeah. Like I mean, we had to watch it. It was a cooking reality show. But it's like the cooking has to matter. Like, it's a cooking show. Like – Yeah. If you want to do Big Brother with cooking, like, it has to be, like, wackier. It has to be, like, we've dumped you a crate of ramen and fish eggs. Make a dish. And it's, like, just confusion or, like... That's just next level chef. But that's what that... See, that's why that show works so well. Because you're right. I did just describe next level chef. And it's, like... Yeah. yeah, What what you described was people on the bottom level who got left with, like, crap, who have to make yeah, a dish and it's out like, of crap, and it's fascinating. Wow, what a great show. Great job, Gordon Ramsay. And it's like, but this one's like, Netflix is like, well, we want another cooking show. I mean, they did The Iron Chef, which was good. Final Table was, like, theoretically good. Um, and so, like, they've, they've done these, but, like, this one's like, oh, well, what if the reality show goes into it? Yeah, it and, didn't like, work. You can make a reality show cooking competition, but then the cooking stakes have to matter. Yeah, the cooking stakes do have to matter. They should have had, like... They should have had, like, some of those professional judges come in every challenge to make the judgment calls. Like, it shouldn't have been based on themselves or each other. Because you know what the other problem that happened was, like, so they would ha- they would judge each other's dishes. And the problem with that was, while they were judging, they'd be like, I think this is so-and-so's dish. And that completely, like, changes how they're going to vote for the dishes. And so it was, like... It was just dumb. It was so... Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. blind tasting, and it's like, oh, Robbie made this. And yeah. it's like, well, then it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, I also think in general, like, the people they got in terms of, like, like a cast, like, like for the contestants, was a pretty weak pool of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, very few interesting people. There was, like, one cool guy, Mike, who yeah. I loved, and he was cheated from the grand yeah, prize of this. Yeah, you know, he should have won. Mike should have won. Oh, Mike should have won. Justice the, for Mike. Yeah. Because the, 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 the end of the show, it was like, literally, they were like, they they both make a meal. And it's like, all right, you've had both dishes meal. It's not a blind taste test. It, it is an open taste test. You know who it is. Now, we want you to vote on whose food is the best, but also who deserves it the most. And it's like, you sons of bitches. Yeah, like, like, suck. <laughs> like, this is dumb. And it's like, they're all unqualified. Like, yeah. one dude couldn't, like, cook a, cook a, um, a panna cotta. He couldn't figure that it's crap not, out. It's not even that he couldn't cook it. It's that he said he could, and then he botched. <laughs> and, like, twice. Like, not with a panna cotta, but with a different thing. He's yeah. like, I can make fish. And he couldn't make fish. And it's like, these people are all unqualified. I don't trust them to make any decisions. I don't know why I trust them to drive a car. I think that they need to be Ubered everywhere because they might run over three people oh, driving a car. I do want to talk about the weird relationship between Sergey and Oh, Kyle. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, like, one or two episodes in, maybe two episodes in, we learn about, Sergey is, like, one of the people on the show, and so is Caroline. And we learn that they formed this, like, connection. And then they start going by work husband and work wife. And, like, people on the show are talking about how, like, they work so well together and that they're, like, giggling together and all this stuff. Which is totally fine, if not a little weird, when you're watching the show. Until they do the family episode where they have people's family come in. Because you know who comes in? Sergey's girlfriend. And you know who else comes in? Caroline's husband, who she works with. And is a chef. And is a chef. And 
all this very weird because I assumed both these people were single because Sergey was saying how cute Caroline was. Yeah. And I was like, yo, your girlfriend's going to be mad. Like, your girlfriend's going to be mad. And it was just like, that was so, it was just so weird. I was like, this is strange. Like, and so creepy and weird. And like, I would be so pissed off if I was, I'd be pissed off if I was Sergey's girlfriend. Caroline never said anything about Sergey, so like, I don't know. She can at least play the defensive of like, I was just trying to win the game. But like, Sergey literally said Caroline was cute. And I was like, that. I think the only way this show works is like, I would not watch the second season of this show. No. I, I think so this either. show was awful. Um, Unless they changed something. So I was about to say if they were to do it where all the contestants were like home cooks who were awful, I'd watch the shit out of this show. But that's just worst cooks in America. No, but then it's the Big Brother part. Oh. Like I want to watch Worst Cooks in America, where they like ready. They all have to live together, and the only food they can eat is like the food they cook. That would be like, funny. and because then like it, and like I would want the eliminations. Like I want this to be like a long show where it's like they're together for like months, and it's like <laughs> it's like a whole week, and it's like okay, this person's in charge of like these dishes. So like, you would get to a point. It's like I can't eat this person's cooking anymore. <laughs> like you literally would vote them off. That's true. To stop from like having to endure the horrible cooking. That's funny. And then the incentive structure of Netflix hired me. I have like so many good ideas. And Netflix hired me. And Netflix hired me. This is free money I'm giving you. Where like the incentive structure would be you have to be good to be on, otherwise you literally couldn't survive. Yeah. If they're all professional chefs, then they're all good enough yeah, to like yeah. be but like I, I want worst cooks in America plus Big Brother. There you go, Netflix. That's the pressure cooker. Because then it is the pressure cooker of, I have to get better at my cooking or I'm gone. That's true. Gosh. That would be interesting to watch. Good job. It would be amazing. That would be so, interesting, yeah. Netflix, call me. It's like free idea. Like, make me an associate producer on the show and call me. Um, this is, again, to go to that Rick and Morty where the Netflix is like, you know, three of my friends got Netflix deals. You could you, lose, lose him. You could lose him. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, that was the pressure cooker. Yes. Don't watch it. Yeah. If you really think you're like, no, but I want to, like, I mean, we're not going to tell you how to live your skip life. Skip to the episode with the professional critics. It's like six or seven. Uh, yeah. I think you need to watch, this, this sucks, but if you're going to watch that, I think you need to watch in the beginning because... In the beginning, I did not like Mike, and he really grew on me through the season. So I think that if you want to, if you want to watch it, put it on the background while you do other I, things. I was gonna say it's it's a very like cleaning show. Yeah, we we like, did other things while yeah, watching like it. chores, like this could be background, and then like you only have to pay half attention to get the entirety of what's going on. Also, in terms of like a Netflix show, it's like pretty short. It's like eight forty minute episodes yeah. on average, yeah. so it's like pretty digestible. Yeah. And again, it's like, just do other shit while you're watching it, and you'll be fine. Like, you'll have no problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. That was the pressure cooker. That's pressure cooker. Um, all right, so we're almost done. Uh, Michelle has the next two topics. I I cannot help with these, because I, I literally haven't <laughs> seen them. So, um, I guess, like, take it away, and I'll be like, cool. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, let's... I want to briefly touch on Emily in Paris because it's not a reality show. So I know that it doesn't quite... Scripted television on Roses and Rejections. I know. I'm just so obsessed with it because, in my opinion, this season has been so trashy. that Like, there's just so much crap going on. Um, it's hard because I am just going to be talking into the ether since you have not watched the show with me. Uh, but... So, if... 
for those of you who have not watched Emily in Paris, I highly recommend the show. I think that it is fun, digestible, flirty, cute kind of show. It's very much, in my opinion, if you like watching shows like The Bachelorette or like other romance types of reality TV shows, I think you might like this show because it has a lot of drama, um, but it's it's still very fun and enjoyable and a lot of stuff happened this season. Uh, and I don't know that it's worth like really going too far into, but it's just that the season was so crazy that when I, I finished this most recent season, which is season three, I finished this most recent season and I stood up and I was like, I need someone to talk to because DJ doesn't watch it. And a lot of my close friends don't watch it. So I'm just sitting there like, I have no one to talk to. And then we learned. Nando that, watches it. Yes. The other DJ's other podcast wife watches it. <laughs> One of my three podcast wives. I know. Yeah. I have yeah. so many podcast wives. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Like, I highly recommend watching it. It was really enjoyable. Um, I tweeted out a bunch of, like, character comparisons. If you want to take a look at those, vote for who you like the most. That'd be fun to interact with. Give me your opinions. Uh, I'm here for them. And then back to reality shows. RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. Yeah. I This is the first season I'm watching, people. But I am loving it. It is so fun to watch. Like, these these women are crazy, like, on this show. the I love the, the runway, the costumes. I think I touched on this last, our last podcast. Yeah. Um, since then, this is, I just watched episode three. Um, I'm going to say spoiler for the next little blip that I'm going to say. Uh, if you plan on watching it, uh, I'm going to give some stuff away because... I just want to talk about it because it, it, it actually it made me pretty sad. Um, so I just watched season three, which happened a few days ago. Uh, season three. Episode, episode three, three. Which happened a few days ago. And two of my favorite characters were Sugar and Spice, which are the twins. Um, they were obnoxious. And honestly, this they did um, a challenge in the in the episode and... Honestly, it was the most obnoxious that the both of them were. And I was like, oh, this is a little much for me. But, and honestly, their costumes were pretty weak too, which is why they both ended up in the bottom two, which was sad because that means that they had to go against each other and like lip sync against each other. Um, So they had to go up against each other, which was really sad because it meant one of them was going to have to go home. Uh, And the thing that was fun to watch though was that they did their lip sync battle like choreographed with each other, which... You've never seen before because they're supposed to be facing off against each other. Um, but it was sad and uh, Sugar ended up going home. And it was just, I don't know, it made me sad because like they were both my favorite as a pair. And I'm curious, it seems like in the trailer that uh, Spice starts to unravel in the next episode because Sugar went home and they were basically like uh, attached at the hip. So we'll see what happens. And as far as I've... N- from what I know of Sugar and Spice's drag history is that they they were like social media TikTok big and they did that together. So I don't know that Spice has ever had to like drag without sugar. And it's just an interesting sort of way to go about it. Also, one thing that I loved about this episode is that the theme of the episode, the theme of the runway was like nightmare something. I forget what they call it. But basically everyone had to dress like creepy. 
And some of these outfits were phenomenal. Um, like Lucy did some like Jason type of dress thing, which was great. Uh, but one of my favorite ones, and I forgive me, I can't remember the queen's name who did it, but she had this black dress, like a stunning fitted black gown. And when she turned around, you could, it was like all red with a spinal cord down the back. And it was just so gorgeous, very much fashion cornery aspects of this show that I am obsessed with. Um, yeah. So I've been watching that a lot. Uh, I'm going to try to tweet about it more. Uh, tweet at us if you have any takes, any favorite queens, any thoughts, other seasons that you think I should go back and watch because you think they're good. Um, let me know. And I'm going to try to <laughs> drag DJ into watching it. Drag oh, there's no it. way. <laughs> I don't have anything against like drag culture or anything. It's just like I'm not – I. He doesn't have any interest in the format of, like, yeah. the model type and of thing. It's not the kind of messy I like, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like, like, I wouldn't watch America's Next Top Model. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's like, like any, it's not the drag, it's the everything else, yeah. right? Like, I'd watch drag Bachelorette or whatever, or Bachelor. Drag Circle. Drag Circle. Yeah, I, yeah. oh my god, it'd be a great season. That'd be so um, good. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, just not my style. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so I think that's everything. That's everything. So next episode, we're doing The Bachelor. The Bachelor. This is the least amount of prep we've ever done for The Bachelor. I don't Correct. know any of the women. Correct. I'm sorry we didn't cover it. Um, if like you were looking for a like Bachelor preview, but like I don't sorry, know, man. Guys. Just 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 look up the cast, and that's all we do. We read the bios out loud and comment on them. So just yeah. imagine Michelle's like, "Oh my god, her things that was so fun," and I'm like, "Oh wow, how boring." And then you know, you'll you'll be right there for each girl. I want you to say that. <laughs> Where I go, "Oh my god, her things sound so fun," and DJ goes, "Oh, it's so boring <laughs> for every girl." So, um, yeah, sorry if you were looking forward to that. We didn't do that. We just sorry, like guys. this was all worth covering. It's like look. I am going into the season of The Bachelor the lowest ever. This might be a make or break season. Yeah. For me, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, we'll the, see. you know, does Roses and Rejections give something else? I don't know. Do we go with the McElroy route? I don't know. But um yeah, this is like pretty make or break, because I'm mm. getting like pretty done with this stupid franchise. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens on this season. We shall. Um But yeah, otherwise, I think that's it. Yep. Okay. So check out everything else on the Pop Break TV feed. Um, uh, we, there's a lot of movie coverage coming out for, um, you know, the, the Oscars are coming up. So there's going to be a lot of movie coverage. Um, Last of Us coverage. Check that out for uh, people interested in The Last of Us. I watched the first episode. I liked it. Um, I have heard a critique that The Last of Us is for two audiences. It's either people who played the video game and want to experience it as a TV show or people whose girlfriends have – or pe- <laughs> People whose boyfriends have played the video game and they want them to experience the show with them. So if I'm like, oh, I've played The Last of Us. Watch the show with me about this video game I've played. Oh, I see. So yeah. people, the the spouse of the person who played the video game. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, come watch it. And then for other people, there might not be much there. I could be wrong. Results may vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say everyone who I've heard, like, this is great from has played the game. Yeah. So I don't. I have, like, a pretty deep echo chamber right now. I don't have a good, like, sample of people mm-hmm. who haven't played the game. So I'd be curious about that. Um, so that's that. Mandalorian comes out in a month. Exciting. Hey, listen. Um, let's say you've watched The Mandalorian. And then you watch the trailer for season three of The Mandalorian. And you're like... 
oh my god, Grogu's back. And you're like, how'd that happen? Go watch episodes five and six of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I'm sorry they did this to you. Well, I the- remember literally telling my mom to watch episodes five and six of the book of Boba Fett. I was like, you got you got to watch that, like, because she didn't want to watch the book of Boba Fett. Like, no one she- did. <laughs> but like, it's not like people like in our shoes where we're like, well, we're gonna watch it because we're just yeah. gonna keep up with the Star Wars cinematic yeah. universe. She was like, I'm not watching this because I have no interest in it. And I was like, well, you got to watch episodes five and six because you watch The Mandalorian. So mean that they did that. Yeah. It's insane that they did that. Yeah. So stop doing this. This is not how television works. <laughs> You're not allowed to do the emotional climax in the other show. It's, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's it for us. So yes. um, you could follow us. Follow us. On Twitter, at Rose's Rejections, especially tomorrow, or I guess on the days that The Bachelor premieres and We'll be shows, live tweeting. We will be live tweeting. So, uh, exciting stuff. Um, so, all right, everyone. Uh, this has been really fun, and uh, we will see you next week with The Bachelor. Yep. Bye, guys. Love you.